Welcome back. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're with Coldwell Banker Seward Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. All right. And we're on to hour two. Hour two. Welcome back to AM 1320 WFHR. You really have fun saying that. I do. I do. From, from a young age, my childhood, I really thought it was cool to talk into a microphone and record myself. Well, I'm just waiting for the radio station to take that recording of you and use it throughout the day. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do that. I don't think it's that good. And especially now that we moved the studio, I haven't done the sound treatment here, so it's a little echoey. When I listen back, it's, it has some room for improvement. So give me a couple weeks and we'll get everything say, sound, we need a sound project treated. List? We do. Again, we need to revisit for our, our spring and summertime projects. Because we're moving away from the wintertime projects. The wintertime projects should be done or they become the rainy day project. Well, there we go. So now we're going to have to get two lists. No. The no, rainy no, no. day list and the outdoor having fun list. Kind of, a little bit. See, because down in the studio, I need to do the uh, sound control panels. Right, and can be done on a rainy, rainy day. Right. We're going to do a couple of overhead light. Addition, so put in can lights, uh, recessed LEDs up in the ceiling down here. You know, just start building out the basement a little bit better, but understanding that we're going to completely rip all of it out and do it in a more modern style with more modern finishes and appliances. So if I can, if I can do some stuff now that will work in the next phase, then I think we'll, we'll be ahead of it. Mm-hmm. It's all on the rainy day list. I was going to say, that's, that sounds like a wintertime project, which now has turned into the rainy day project. Well, that's part of, you know, we moved into a house in October and the wintertime was full of projects. So we had the ceiling insulated. We took care of a lot of the attic work. You know, we did a lot of the interior stuff. I had some electrical adjustments that needed to be done, some lighting upgrades, took care of the... Uh, Secondary garage workshop, site B. Site B. Mm -hmm. Got a dishwasher installed and it's running. I mean, we're, we're just tromping forward on the projects along with getting a lot of people into their houses. Very true. I mean, we, we've, we've had a, a good amount of closings and accepted offers here in the first quarter of this new year, which is... It's good for us as a business. Right. And and as the buyers and sellers are listening to this, do not ever think that, you know, when you see us post pictures of working on something that we're not available for you while we're doing that, because we do love breaks. So give us a call because we will be happy to stop and take a break and chat with you for 20, 30, 40 minutes. So that way we can rest up and continue on with the project. So don't ever think that when you see us post pictures of, working in the yard or working in the basement that we are not available for you. We still are. Just give us a call because that's our mandatory break time then. So feel, feel pity upon us. So please call us while we're working. While we're working. (laughs) (laughs) Now you actually um, went and found some handy dandy tools for the yard to help us manage our drinks and our cell phone while still working in the yard. That is very true. We were over at Menards and we, uh, with our fire pit area that we're trying to create. So we're thinking of that outdoor oasis of just a place to come home after work and just relax or be able to entertain outside by a fire pit. So we needed a place to put our drinks because our new chairs didn't, ha- didn't come with a cup holder. I'm sorry. I missed that. So we, we needed to kind of start looking around. And so we were able to find some drink holders that actually now has a cell phone holder yet too. So we, we <laughs> picked them up and... Is it a sign of the times? I think so. So yeah, we picked some of those up. So that way, while we're out over the weekend, over the Easter weekend, our youngest came home and he helped mom move some rock and dig in the yard and got his hands dirty. He was quite proud of himself. Cool boy. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he he was huffing rock all across all across the yard. So yeah, we're continuing with that project and unfortunately now we have holes in our yard where there used to be rock and we have no dirt. Well, the city compost piles are going to be opening up about the 14th or 15th of April here, so we've got another week 
we have one more week and we'll be digging in some dirt. And that's exciting because we'll not only be able to fill in those holes and then plant grass, but we'll also be able to fill up our planter boxes and get on with the garden season. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the uh, big box stores, uh, I, I know Fleet Farm is up with their garden center and they're starting to get plants in. I haven't been down A Street to see what Ace Hardware is doing here in town. But. I was going to say I have to check out Ace because mm-hmm. it's where we need to go get our strawberry plants. And I've also noticed that this is now a few days we've had near of a week of well over 50 degree temperatures, especially mm-hmm. during the day, and it hasn't gotten dangerously cold at night. So everything's waking up. It is. It is. So I'm really looking forward to those nights staying above 50 because I found I found something. I, don't, I cannot remember what it is, but it's supposed to be concrete filler. So in our garage, we've got all the holes in the concrete from all of the salt from all the years of being in, in a Wisconsin. So it looks like a normal Wisconsin garage with a whole bunch of holes in it. Well, I found this filler. Right. And so now I got to scrub down the garage. So it's got to be warm enough where I can pull out all the cars and hose down, scrub down the garage floor to get rid of all of the salt that is embedded into these, these holes. It's, it's going to be a couple of, um, it's going to be a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a couple days to rinse it out. I mean, we got the beautiful broom that we were using during the winter time to, sweep out all the water. It came with the house. It did. And it's a nice stiff bristle. So it'll be really good for scrubbing. So that's what I'm really looking forward to is the red broom. So that way I can go scrub my garage floor. It it was great, you know, spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on a broom and the house came for free. Exactly. Oh, funny. So yeah, so we're looking forward to that because it's, it's supposed to be a a filler. I, I think it's like an epoxy filler. Right. So mm-hmm. I think it's just mix water with it and lay it on the floor and smooth it out. Right. We, we may have to take a, uh, a paint roller just to, you know, m- make it fall into all the corners and whatnot, but it should fill in the holes. And once it cures over a couple of days. I was it, just going to grab be... the trowel that I use for, uh, oh, sure, sure. you know, when I do all the tile work. Yep. That'll I'm work. thinking just, it just needs to be troweled in. Right. Right. That's what I'm thinking. But as, as we get older, I always think of if we can find a way to do it while standing up instead of being down on our knees with a hunched over back, it might be more ergonomic. So we will have to try a couple of different things. We're gonna, yeah, because I think our whole entire garage floor, like 90% of it is got all these, these holes in it. Yeah, it's very pitted. Yeah, so um, you, can work, you can try your, your side your way. I'll try my side my way. And yep. we'll just kind of meet in the middle. We'll meet in the middle. So, but yeah, there'll be a fun, there'll be a fun project coming up and that one is going to have to be done on a sunny day because it needs to be warm. But the scrubbing out of the garage, that could almost be done anytime now. Well, it's raining this week. So yeah, we could just park the cars outside and. Right. Because then the cars can get a wash and they need it. And Perfect. They can be scrubbing out the garage. A couple other things around the property now that it's been over the 50 degree mark for a while uh going to be looking at doing our first treatment on the lawn Mm -hmm. so if we want to get ahead of the broadleaf weeds you know the crabgrass and the dandelions and all that jazz now's the time to start putting down the pre-emergent products um we we put down the bug killer already didn't we right we did take a uh a pesticide around i actually did two different types because one is granular, so that's going to be a, a more slow release. And then I got another product, which is a liquid in a uh, automatic electric pump sprayer. It all comes pre-mixed. It's, okay. it's real nice. And so I did that right around the base of the house. So we started to notice that there were some insects getting into the basement area, at least, and we want to control that. I mean, I, I don't want to be the type of person that kills everything just for the sake of, of doing so. But moderating the insects are going to keep them out of our living space and keep down the possibility of our house being eaten. Right. It's going to prolong the life of the house yet, too, because right. we don't want to have those carpenter ants eating up the, uh, the wood and 
that sort of thing. So trying to keep some of those those animals away would be a good idea. Definitely. And if we have pests in the yard itself, they're going to eat the yard mm-hmm. and they're going to attract other animals that are eating them, which may be a good thing because it's a natural Although if control. I get turkeys in the yard, I'd be okay with that. No, see, we're going to get moles. Okay. Because we already have moles and they like to eat grubs. Kind of would like some turkeys in the yard. Okay, so we're going to come one, home one day and they'll just be random turkeys in the yard. Better than chickens and ducks. Although I did stumble upon an internet of uh, a video on the internet of a guy who brought a duck home. And it is the cutest, most adorable thing to see a duck following around a guy walking mm-hmm. through his house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I digress. So yeah, th- this is now the and first. Ace does sell chickens, by the way. Are they just there in or case, are they gone already? Well, I was in there, I think about two weeks ago and they were there. So just yeah. in case any of your listeners are looking for chickens, Ace Hardware is a place to go. Chicks and ducks. Um, I don't think they had any ducks at that point. Maybe that's Tractor Supply. I know Tractor they do as well. Supply had some ducks and some chicks. So get, getting your first lawn application done, it is now time to do that. Um, I may be making a video as well here coming up about getting the lawnmower ready and the snowblower put away. Because it's we, time to switch seasons. Yeah. Yeah. We might still have the three no, feet won't. of snow like we did. No. No, no more snow? This no more snow. Okay. It's Wisconsin. You never know. I know. The year I bought my house was back in 09. So that house, that spring, we were waiting for, it was just like this. I mean, mm-hmm. April came around. We had beautiful weather. It was awesome. I was waiting for that three feet of snow and it never came. And that's kind of like the same feeling we got now is it's really nice. It's beautiful outside. No snow came. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be stuck with summer from here on out, or pretty close. It's going to be the light switch. Yep. We're going to um, go from winter to summer in humidity. All of the animal people know that their pets are shedding, so that, that's a big sign. All the trees are budding out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another project that's on my to-do list for the outdoors is to get a uh, a cleaning regimen for the property as far as uh, the house and the siding and the gutters and all that jazz. So I found some uh, low amount of chemicals, some more naturalistic cleaning solutions on the internet. I I might share those as we go along to see what works and what doesn't. So we don't spray a lot of chemicals onto the house and then they get washed into the yard where we don't want them. Right. And it's just a, it's a good thing to do is to go through. I mean, it's, we love that the, Previous homeowner really loved the house and mm-hmm. she took care of it, but there were just some things that were starting to let go due to age and it happens to everybody, but we have noticed that we're starting to get some, some growth, some, I don't want to say it's mold, but it's more moss. Yeah. I, algae, moss, mossy. Yeah, items growing on our, is it the fascia? Yes. It's not the soffit. It's the, it's the fascia. The soffit's underneath the fascia is on the front. All right. So. Kind, kind of like your face. It's on the front where your nose is. At least I know where I am in mm-hmm. this. I can never remember the two of them. I always mix them all up. But anyways, we're starting to notice that we're getting a little bit of that that algae moss growing on there. So just trying to get that scraped off and getting it to back to where it should be as far as the the, the home needs to be at. Right. We want to be good stewards of the caretaking, caretaking of the house as well. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it's a good house. It's got good bones. We just need to take care of it. Right. One of the problems that we have is is out in the front, especially we've got trees and one of them is a birch. And the birch, especially really the, you know, when a branch falls or when the leaves fall, um, it promotes certain algae growth. Mm-hmm. So we've got to knock that down and clean it out. And then our secondary garage is under a large stand of pines as well. And it's hard to lug a hose all the way out there to get that cleaned. Well, and we're also looking at that place too, as it doesn't get a whole lot of sunshine. Exactly. So when it rains, mm-hmm. all of that moisture is going to be staying on that building. So again, it has that possibility for more algae moss to start growing on that because it's in a cooler, darker, damper area. And all that stuff promotes the growth of things that could, you know, deteriorate 
the lifespan of the siding and the roof structure as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just going through and just taking a nice soft brush and brushing it down, spraying it down and brushing it so that way it gets a little bit cleaner. And then possibly putting up a coat of paint too would be a good idea. Definitely. And uh, that that building doesn't actually match the paint of the main house. So we've also got some painting projects that have to be done on the southwest facing side just because that's where the, the sun hits it so much. So I'm going to go over to Tom's Paint, get some Porter brand paint and get that mixed up and do a good painting project because every house that we've been in so far, every couple of years, we do a painting project. We do. I see you smiling over there. You I know, know because it. I'm going, we paint our house about every eight years. So the last <laughs> house had wood siding. We painted it eight years between each painting. And it's supposed to be done like every other year, every three years, something like that. We go every eight. So I, th- I think now with this new house, we're going to take a look at maybe every year taking a little section of it and really focusing on maintaining the paint on the house. That way it's not going to be such a chore. And I would almost call around to, I would call Tom's paint store, call Tom's and then um, the one that's over by the old shop go. Sherwin-Williams. Call them and just give the address because I know with Tom's paint, everything is either listed by the homeowner or they keep track of it by the address. So if they already had, if they purchased the paint previously at one of these two stores, you can almost go to the store and say, this is my address. Do you happen to know what color of my exterior paint is? So just in case you wanted to do a touch-up paint and we don't have it, calling ahead of time and finding out if they do have the old, either seller's last name or the address to double check just to see. So that way you're not trying to match paint or then you end up doing the, I guess we're repainting the house. The entire house when we don't want to or maybe don't need to. Right. Well, and that's one of the great things about being in a small community. We don't have a lot of paint options. I mean, you can get your paint over at the the big box stores and the Walmart. Uh, Ace Hardware has a, a painting section too, but they're not as as big. I mean, well, maybe Home Depot has a pretty big section. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might go up to Menards in, in Plover, but if you're sticking locally, pretty much it's it's Tom's Paint and Sherwin Williams. Well, and the nice thing is, like I said, they do keep track. Right. They, they will keep track of it so that way if it's the last can of paint that you use and in two years you want you still like the color, but it's time just to put on that fresh coat just to make it feel more fresh, then trying to remember, okay, what did we paint that? They're going to have the record there. So it's kind of nice to be able to walk in the door and say, hey, I need the paint for, you know, the sunroom and they will have it ready for you. They've got the color number too. So if that shade no longer exists, they know how to make it because they will have that, the little code, the little pink code. Because sometimes just remember that it's called ponytail biscuit doesn't equate to an actual like color code that they can mix in the back. Although it sounds fun. It, it does. Or my Blanco beige. The Blanco beige. It's kind of a white. It's kind of not. But that's okay. But at 6.30 in the morning... You know, you just grab a you just grab a paint can and go, gonna go paint. You wanted to paint that day, and the only place that was open was the Walmart, and you knew you wanted a white paint, and 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 you, I knew that you know Spanish blanco meant white, so saw white, grabbed white. I got you know I got quite a bit done that day until you woke up and you came outside and you just did the wait a minute something doesn't look quite right. I didn't know. I couldn't tell. It was and, white. And if we would have just painted all the windows that, that color, it would have just blended in. So nicely. Right. And actually, with the beige part of that, it would have matched with the color that we were painting the house, or it'd be you know, not so noticeable, because we were doing more of a, a brown tone, a mm-hmm. ca- kind of a light chocolate. It was mocha. Mocha. See, all those fun names for, for painting. Exactly. So yeah, head, head over and, and start with... You know, and that's good advice for new buyers as well. If you do have some painting projects and you kind of like what's going on or you want to change maybe just a lighter tone, start with finding out maybe, you know, 
even if a professional had done the painting job before, the professionals around here usually use, you know, local options to get their paint. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've had a really interesting service with the, um, the commercial side of things when we did painting projects over at the hotel where a company from out of the area came in for one of the projects, but they all had Sherwin-Williams paint. So even though they got the paint maybe in Appleton or Stevens Point, we could still correlate it here at the local Sherwin-Williams store. Which is really great, especially when you can can make that connection. Mm-hmm. So that way you're not trying to blend something and someone can tell the difference whether or not they were from the same company or we tried to get to the close to the same shade, but not quite there. It never quite matches. No. So yeah, we've got a lot of projects ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're still working on the fire pit, but it's going to be a slow, slow going process. That There really is a... Uh, an interesting situation where we have pretty much all the materials here on our property already. We're just moving things around from where they were less effective. You know, we wanted to move some garden beds around anyway. So we're taking out stone from that area, found that there was landscape border brick in, mm-hmm. in there, which, you know, we didn't see the first time around. So we're using that border brick to our advantage in the new place that we're putting it in the same yard. Right. So, so far, you know, I, th- it's going to be a low cost to us mm-hmm. when originally we were looking at it going, okay, well, this is going to be a, a hefty price tag for us to do, but being able to repurpose some of the stuff that's already here has been in our benefit. It's just now going to be the sweat labor of moving them from point A to point F, put it all in good time. It will happen and it will be glorious once it's done. As always, you know, and it, and it might take, a little while for everything to get sorted and settled and we might change our minds along the way and want to move something. Mm -hmm. But that's the fun of being a homeowner. You can do all this stuff on your own property. Right. So shall we talk about some national news, some national real estate news? Oh yes, let's get into our blogs. Okay. So from the National Association of Realtors, well, things are looking up all across the country. Mm-hmm. So even though February was down a little slightly from January, we have to understand that all the contracts that happened in February started maybe in December and January. So now they're, they're looking ahead and we're really anticipating the numbers coming out for March, which we should see maybe about next week or so. All right. So they're saying, hey, this new year, 2021, is going to still be a very good and very new year. Um, The new home builds, they might be down slightly, but year over year, they are still up. So people are still buying new houses. Builders are still building new houses. Uh, The median price turns out to be about $750,000 on a national level for those new houses. Of course, that's an average taken from all across the country. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles is going to have a higher price than Wisconsin Rapids. Right. But it's still um, our new house builds from what we've been feeling in the market. They're right about that two hundred dollars to $300,000 price range. They're, they're reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And one of the challenges to the building community is to build something that still has value after they're done because lumber prices are so crazy right now. Yes. So the national news is saying that we're still going to see crazy lumber prices this year, but it should slow down or it should normalize again toward the end of the year. So there's some hope, but that 99 cent two by four that was last year being now three and $5, it's probably just going to go down a little bit. We're still going to be paying a lot for for the lumber for lumber for a while. So a lot of trends also about how you use the house. And we'll talk about that in the styled blog back to working at home. A lot of companies are looking at, well, should we get these employees back into the office, into their corporate workspace, or should we just let them work at home? All right. One of the benefits for you to actually 
go back to the office and work from the office is if you're looking at getting maybe a promotion because it's difficult for the boss to see what you're doing if you're not there. Even if it's not directly, it's, it's a feeling. So some of the economists, uh, Peter Campelli from the East Coast, he's saying, you know, working from home might be advantageous to some, but for others, especially in the intense corporate atmosphere where it's, you know, kind of dog eat dog and who's going to make the boss the most impressive, actually getting back into the office to do the work might be beneficial for you. Well, then you get that separation between home life and work life. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, uh, well, I closed the door here and, you know, you got the kids running around in the background. Also, the camaraderie, you know, we, we can only do so much with the Zoom meetings and that disconnect. Really being in the same space with people is kind of a human experience. Right. Well, it's, it's here. It's not like eavesdropping on your coworkers, but... But hearing those conversations that are going on that, you know, oh, I didn't know about this aspect of work. So I'm going to ask a little bit more questions versus being at home and just having that solidarity of I'm just here and I don't know what's really going on in in the industry because I'm not at work to hear some of those side conversations. Or how best to help your coworkers, especially if you're a group project environment. Mm -hmm. Um, I've know a lot of the technical fields where many people are in front of their computers, but working on the same project, just different parts of it. Right. Um, they, they have been doing sort of zoom meetings along the way or other interactions, but it's just, it's just not the same. Or if your coworkers having a bad day and the only place that they have refuge is at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, that's, I, I think psychologically stressful this just this last year has been so stressful for a lot of people in different ways like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also those kind of, uh, how do I want to say it? The independent collaborations of you're in the office and then you have this aha moment where you've realized something that could benefit the company because of what you're working on or what you're collaborating with around the water cooler you know, going to the boss or the other departments and saying, hey, I've got this great idea. It's so much easier when everyone's in the same building. Well, sometimes you just call the boss and say, hey, this is what I've done. And, and he'll say, that's a you. great idea, Carrie. That's <laughs> a do. great idea. So we've had a couple of those. Our, our, our broker was on vacation for a little bit and we found some efficiencies, I think, that'll help the business and help our sellers as well. And mm-hmm. More on that to come. You'll have to check out our social media about that. Yes. So the uh, Mortgage Brokers Association are letting us know that purchase applications are up about 26% year over year. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are looking to apply for a mortgage to buy a house. What's starting to taper off now is the refinancing. So we've been talking about that the last couple months and seeing that that's probably where that's going to happen now that interest rates are leveling off, going back up a little bit maybe. So the money isn't out there as cheaply as it used to be, but still, you know, yeah, three and a half, even 4% for a mortgage rate is outstanding. But if someone already has maybe a 5% mortgage, but they want to refinance at 4 that 1% might not be beneficial for them for the life of their current mortgage. So the new applications are up, but the uh, refinances are down. Talked about working from home. Okay. Okay. Our friends over at National Association of Realtors, Melissa Dittman Tracy. Yeah, that is a hard name, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Um, puts out our staged, styled, and sold blog. Oh, we're not doing the, is it hot or not? Oh, don't worry. I'm getting to that. Okay. Well, normally start with that and then you go into our, uh, okay, I'll just wait. Well, in this case, the the blog is about offices. Oh, okay. Offices in the home. So I figured that would be a better segue. Okay. Sounds good. So we're looking at home office design trends. 
the um the trend here is really about staging the home office space as a selling point. So thinking about this this home office deal is probably going to be around for quite a while. Um, also, just as a, a sidetrack thought, the uh, the old days when communities were small and the walkability was quite a thing. Before, it's still a thing. Well, well, be, yep. And before uh, people felt that they really had to move their small businesses like lawyers and accountants into specific buildings and storefronts, they were offices at home. So the, this work from home stuff has been around for quite a long time. And we see that in uh, the Victorian homes and the homes from the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. They would have a secondary access right into the front of the house, into like the parlor or the, the, the room right in the front. That's to access, you know, clients. We, we had a listing a year or so ago that had something like that at one time. So it was kind of neat to see the history, but now it's coming back. Okay. So how can we best stage our house and show it as an office space? Now, a lot of these spaces are taken up in secondary bedrooms. So if you have a three-bedroom house, do you really want to take one of those bedrooms and make it into an office, or do you want to show it as a bedroom? That, that's going to be a challenge. Now, if you have the space, or if it works, um, I know there was a listing from a few years ago in Port Edwards that they actually had their office space at, as a separate room. Maybe you could have it as a bedroom, but they changed the entry doors to that room into glass paneled French doors. And so it was almost like maybe an office, or if you wanted to stage it as a music space and put a piano in there, you know, sort of that sort of entertaining space. I'll give you a minute. It'll come to you. It was one of the first videos that we did when I really was hoorah about getting the uh, the videos to our social media. I haven't done too many home sales in Port Edwards, yeah, so this back- should be like super ear, super easy to do and i'm still drawing a blank anyway so staging that area maybe instead of the music gallery now we stage it as the home office for sure so having some classic simple designs some bookcases behind you clearing off your desk obviously i was gonna say if you look at my home office there's yeah there's papers on it all the time well of course but now when we're staging it for sale, well, you just have to open up the drawers and just shove all the shove paperwork all on the, you right. know, in the top three drawers and yeah, take the picture so I can take everything all out again. So this is another one of, it's more about how it looks for the pictures and for the people than really how well it's used. Mm-hmm. Um, and even myself, I'm kind of redesigning my desk area here in the basement, but there's always extra stuff on it. I mean, you don't always put your pen neatly back into the little pen holder. You kind of just toss it where it's convenient. No, I kind of need to because there's not much of a desk. I think my desk is maybe so, 16 inches deep. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an older style desk. So, I mean, it's not a deep desk and it's not that long. So the, the width of it is quite small. Actually, it's got to be less than that because we have the uh, bookshelves. So the cubicle, the old, the newer cube bookshelves, those were were 12 by 12. Yeah. Those we got from Target and they're the the 12 inch square, but I think they're a little bit, a little bit deeper. I think they're about 16 inches deep. No, these are 12 by 12s. We're going to take a tape measure to that when we get done here. We'll tune in next week to find out the true definitions of my small desk. Dun, dun, dun. So now one of the things that we did in your office is... What you mentioned before, we took a credenza, a display cabinet from what could have been in like a living room or a dining room to display plates and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And we put that in there as a backdrop. Of course, good for storage, but it's got the uh, open shelving behind glass. Actually, it's got glass shelves if I remember it right. Oh, so are you talking about the curio cabinet or the the cubes that the cube shelf that we got the the six by six or the two by six cubed 
They're 12 inch square, but they're, right. they're six blocked. Right. And no, so no, we I'm, stuck them on, on end. Right. So that way I would have storage because I have such a small desk. I needed to have more storage to hold files and, and, and information I needed at my fingertips. What is behind me is the lit up curio cabinet because we have no storage in our home. So I had to put a curio cabinet in the office because there was no other place in the house to put it. But we were thinking outside of the box by doing that because a lot of people might consider just going to, you know, a simple Ikea, put it together, sort of solder furniture, whatnot sort of um, solution mm-hmm. where it'd be like an enclosed bookshelf or even just an open bookshelf. But you took the idea of that curio cabinet and moving that into your office space instead of having something like that hang out in the kitchen or the living room for a display case. So it was more useful for us in the office environment. That way we could store stuff in there and, and display your fun stuff. I was going to say there was... That was the only place in the house to put it. It was either that, get rid of the couch. I'm giving you kudos here. Right? I know. Just, just I know, but take it and run with it. My let's goodness. just be. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no place to put this curio cabinet. But that was one of the ideas of the uh, the staging blog here is to take items that are big and bulky in other parts of the house that maybe don't fit the flow so well for, you know, the pictures and the staging portion of it. And then use it in the office, making the office feel like it's, you know, been set up with these heirloom pieces and whatnot. The, uh, the use of those flat pack, like Ikea, do-it-yourself sort of furniture mm-hmm. is really a big thing because they're not terribly expensive and they're certainly useful when you get into your next house as well. Exactly. So creating some shelves, flipping the desk around maybe so it looks... Instead of you're facing the wall, it would feel like you would be facing the entry door. Again, it might not be functional for your everyday, but it will look better in pictures and it will feel more distinguished. And, you know, one of those big fancy office deals when you walk into it. Trying to change up color might be a good thing. Putting down a different mat or area rug is a good idea. Really keeping it simple. Um, The office chair that goes with the desk is another kind of um, piece that you can change around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of doing a gaming chair, you know, with the, the big foam back and everything, like you would recline and use your Xbox controller in, maybe focus on making this an office instead of a gaming streaming setup. Because that might not appeal to everybody, but still the people who do those gaming and streaming activities would see the potential in it. So we can kind of take these thought processes too to stage other parts of the house. Like what do you do for staging the basement? Do you create certain environments, you know, like break up the long space into smaller spaces, maybe keeping uh, a game idea you know, set up a table and set up a gaming station in the basement where the other half of the basement is set up as like a den or reading area. You know, these are all good ideas. They are. The problem becomes what type of games are you going to set up? You know, do you set up the poker table or do you set up the Dungeons and Dragons table? All depends. All depends on what type of buyer you're looking to get in, right? Very true. It's all about demographics. Okay, so we wanted to talk about, is it hot or is it not? All right. Okay. So styles of houses, big houses, like 4,000 square foot, I think you might call them almost a mansion. Now across the country, as a general style, do you think the big houses are hot or not? I'm thinking they are. Just with the uh, amount of stuff that we're doing now at home of working from home, you need to have those extra spaces. For, for family or for work, you know, this part is for work, this part is for, for family. I would have to say it is. Big houses, especially in the suburbs, are hot. And mm-hmm. for all those reasons that you mentioned, the, um, 
those style of houses sold about 70% faster in February of this year than they did in February of last year and the general seasons before that as well. Yeah, because as we're finding out, you know, we need to have the kids in school. So may not be best to have the kids doing school in the bedroom because, you know, the bedroom is for, you know, playing for sleeping, but then having a nice quiet area to do that schoolwork in. And we may be having two or three kids who are in school at the same time. And so there needs to be room to be able to have three kids on their computers in school and have that space, have that designated space for that. Well, and uh, they mentioned to be multi-generational as well. So Mm -hmm. we're we're looking at if the parents are going to be selling their house, where are they going to go? A lot more people are living longer and a more fuller life, I suppose you could say. So getting a bigger house, saving some money instead of going into an assisted living place or something like that, Mm -hmm. the family can still manage all of the generations from the kids up to the parents. So yeah, these bigger houses allow for that too. Um, you mentioned the children being at school. A lot of families have a number of children, but of different ages. And the different aged children all have different needs in school as well. So having your second grader next to your senior or junior in high school, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to have different needs along the way. But everybody needs nap time. Very true. So another trend is getting into a house and painting right away. I always try to encourage that. So that way you can get, we always, we're, we always try to get like a family, you know, we get them on, on closing day, try to get like that early closing so that way they can get into the home because they've already taken that day off. Mm-hmm. So it's always nice to try to get them in there around noon. So that way they can get in, they can sign the papers. Hopefully they've already figured out the colors that they want and they can paint before they start moving anything in. So that way you don't have to worry about trying to cover all the furniture or move the furniture around again and may have a better handle of having maybe the kids are over at grandma and grandpa's house. So that way kids are out of the way. There's no new handprints of white on the carpet because they got into the paint. But having that that opportunity to paint before you move anything in is huge. Especially if you're going to paint a big house that's 4,000 square foot or more. Right. Oh my goodness. That I would almost encourage just having a painter come in and paint. Right. So scheduling that is definitely a tip that the National Association of Realtors is giving and also understanding the time of year. And we're in springtime right now. So we're going to have some pretty good temperatures to allow us to paint outside, but waiting for, you know, the weather to be a factor as far as temperature and rain as well. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep your eye on the weather this time of year when you're doing painting projects outside. You do. Or you get to repaint it again. And then you start getting paint on places that you didn't want to. It'll just bleed right off the house. I've yet to get caught in the rain with with painting. Usually our trend is to do the other way and paint when it's really, really hot. And it's pretty much dry as soon as it touches the surface. Right. Which makes the project a whole lot easier because then that way you can put on two coats of paint in the same day. Mm -hmm. And get one side of the house done in one day so it takes only four or five days to actually paint the house because it dries so quickly and a lot of these projects might seem overwhelming but if you break it down into smaller sections even the projects of packing up your house when you're in the process of selling it it's daunting if you've lived in a house for a very long time and you've got all of your stuff you got to go through all of it and it's all over the place. We'll break it up into sections for sure. Start mm-hmm. with one room. And if that room's too big, start in one corner. And we did that with, uh, when we, 
moved last fall is we eventually just started in one took the room that we used the least and we stripped that room and got everything out of that room and then went to the next well went to the next closet and just stripped the closet and just slowly but surely made our way around and what we ended up not doing in at first is I would be packing into one area the next day you would go back and go oh well, I was going to pack up this closet and it was already all done. And so we started putting tape, just regular painter's tape on on a door so that way we knew that the closet was 100% cleaned out. That room was 100% done. The drawer was done because otherwise we were opening up the drawer going, oh, it's empty. Well, two days later, we come back and go, oh, the drawer is empty. Right. And so just, you know, having some sort of system of this is done, this is not done. Go find a drawer that does not have blue tape on it and clean out that drawer. And it's a rewarding part of it too, because you can see your success as you move along. Mm -hmm. And then you can walk into the hallway and see that all the drawers have been taken care of, but all the cabinets up above still need to be touched. But hey, all those drawers have been taken care of. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. And our old house, we had so much storage. It was just storage galore that we didn't realize how much stuff we had until we had to move. And when we had an idea of what we had, but until we started putting it in boxes is when it really kind of severely hit of, we have a lot of stuff. Surprise. And where are we going to put it? But I think that happens with everybody. Mm -hmm. it, it, it really does. Um, and especially we combined households about nine years ago. So I had a full house of stuff. I got rid of a lot of it, but my personal things came into the new house and trying to figure out where that was. A lot of those items got pushed to the back. And well, we've got the space. We don't need the space. So uh, we'll deal with that later. And then and it, later it, came. It later came. And it did get dealt with. Uh-huh. For the most part. Right. There are some things that you still have not dealt with. But actually, I may have dealt with them behind the scenes. I just haven't exactly transferred everything to new boxes yet. Okay, so I'm looking at the closet that has just been shoved, like I want to say what a good 10 to 15 boxes that has just been shoved in the closet and that is dealt with. Yes, because those 10 to 15 boxes that are seen right now were 20 to 30 boxes of a couple months ago. So, it's, so we got to get you some storage bins, some clear plastic storage bins to properly put things away. Right. Right now, what I'm down to is a lot of the miscellaneous knick-knacky things that still need to come out of the boxes, but I kind of want to display some of that. But that sort of has to wait until we get with the finishing of the basement so that I can figure out where to store things like, you know, hanging on a wall or on a shelf and whatnot. It's like, I don't want to take it out and mess with that until we get that far because then we'll just take it down and we'll have to cover it and put it back into a box for a little bit. But then it'll be the winter time when we're doing the project. So yeah, it's a step-by-step -step thing. It is. It's a lot better now than what it was, I think. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. So as long as we keep moving forward and working toward progress, our house will be project-free in a couple of years and everything will be, everything will be sorted out. I'm shooting for 10 years. Oh, okay. I was hoping for five. Fantastic. Well, hey, if you got a five-year plan of how to get this house, you know, completely done in five, awesome. Might want to share that plan, but that'll be for a later date. We'll bring out the whiteboards. We'll sketch it all out. Because certain things have to happen before other things do. Oh, yeah. It'll be great. One of the uh, things, stimulus and tax time is around. So people have just gotten their stimulus money from this go around. Mm -hmm. However you feel about it, it, it is what it is. But people are having a little bit of extra money coming into the spring. That's good for getting, you know, stuff out on the lawn. So get some, some fertilizer and some herbicides. So you knock down those dandelions that are coming up, make your lawn look great, get it ready to sell the house in a little bit. But also tax season is coming around. Uh, the word that's out there, now I'm not going to give financial advice, I'm not an accountant, um, but keep on task, on track with, even though they may have delayed the absolute filing date for taxes, 
the sooner you get stuff in, in the, done. The sooner the better. Yep. So when you get that tax return back, there you go. That That's more of a fund to do projects at the house. I always like to try to get the taxes done by March 1st, which never happens. Last year, we were pretty darn close. Last year was good. Um, this year, they delayed the start of applications being able to be filed. So that and I wanted to make sure everything was in because some of the businesses um, and with the new move, so everything from us and the kids and yada, 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 making sure all of the paperwork was in before we presented the taxes. So we're on track. It'll be Excellent. good. It Excellent. will be good. And then when we get the any tax return that might be coming in, you know, we can start looking at the bathroom and prepping that for the next winter project. Because we'll be looking at doing a shower surround in there and we'll have to figure out what we want on the floor for tile and paint and a light fixture and all that jazz. Ooh, it sounds like fun. It's going to be. It's going to be good fun. I'm looking forward to that. And especially now that I'm spending more time in the basement with the editing and our studio down here, you know, thinking about how we want to finish this off. I think we do want to put in a stud wall and maybe some French doors to separate the two sides and make the studio its own dedicated space. I think that'll look nice. What are you excited about in the lawn? The biggest thing that you're excited about down in the yard? The fire pit. The fire pit it is. I really think it's going to be great. And you've got the, the cup holders to go with our benches. It will be once it's done. It's the longest part is going to be moving the rock from point A to point F and getting it, getting everything all moved over. So that'll be the longest part. Sounds good. Well, we are now at the end of our second hour. So if anyone has ideas or questions, want to get a hold of us, send an email to myrapidsradio at gmail.com. If you want more information about what's listed out there, head over to myrapids.com. And Carrie, how can they get a hold of you? The cell phone? No, it's going to be 715-323-2577. Sounds good. That's All about right. it. You guys have a great Central Wisconsin day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.